Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our conversation has quickly swung around to initials, middle names and also your three-person-aside cricket team. Uh, This one from Chris, batsman, Gary Sobers. He can bowl a bit too. Bowler Dale Stain and keeper Gilly. There's not a bad threesome right there. Barry Richards, um, this one from Mark from Red Bank. Mark Belcher and bowler Michael Holding on that. In middle names... Let's use the middle names. Here's mine, says the Western Sydney Eagle. Western Sydney slash New South Wales Australia Eagle. Thank you for that. Uh, in terms of the initials, the Blue Emu says English game full of Smiths and Joneses, hence they needed to use the initials. Well, I dug it a little bit deeper. You would have heard that. The initials go all the way back uh, to amateur slash professional gentlemen slash players. Wiley Old Dogs, big three. King Viv. Dennis Lilly and throw the gloves to Jack uh, Callis because he's great at everything. Thank you for that. 0457736736. So off the back of my chat with James Johnson, getting plenty of text messages in around the cost of football at grassroots level in the country. The global game, of course, tonight at 10.30 with Adam Peacock. If you want your footy fix, the uh, podcast will be uh, out as well. And the Mowers Club tomorrow morning. So he's a busy man. A Peacock. A slash middle name Peacock. I don't know what it is, mate. Uh, can you enlighten us? I've got two. David George. Yeah. David George. Yeah. ADG Peacock. Yeah. ADGP. Yeah. Yep. So are they Been two middle names? Is it is it David slash George? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I end up with two. Um, but... That's how okay. dad, uh, dad's name David. Um, my grandfather's yeah. name George. So that's what I got thrown. It must have been an argument that no one won. So I got both, I reckon, <laughs> between <laughs> mum and dad. So that's how it uh, panned okay. out. ADG Peacock. I'm uh, MD, well, I'm MDW, but MDJW because I had the old confirmation name. I mean, that's, ah, you know, that's, that's going okay. over weird territory there. Yeah. Um, so, mate, can, you, can you enlighten Territory, us? that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. We're keeping the license alive. That's what we're doing here. Can you enlighten me? I, I had a good chat there with James Johnson, and you may have heard bits and pieces of it, and I had a chat with our listeners over the last couple of days, and the recurring theme, which has been around football, like you've been around football a long time, is about cost, Yeah. right? About how expensive it is to get kids into the game. Can you summarise it for me? Uh, it's bloody expensive. Essentially, football in this country, unlike rugby league, cricket, and AFL in particular, football is bottom-up funded, not top-down funded. So in Europe, for instance, with football, a lot of it is top-down funded because you've got all the money through TV rights and it filters eventually through like a big river system and you've got all the, the offshoot creeks and it, it filters through and feeds all the farms, waters all the farms. It doesn't happen here in Australia because there's no top-down funding because there's no big TVD, uh, TV rights deal. There's no big commercial revenue. There's decent commercial revenue and this is what Football Australia and, and James and his team are trying to do is build that base. Um, government support has been f- hard to get and hard to clamour for. Eventually that's creeping in. So what ends up happening is... 
for instance, at NPL youth level, elite youth, you're paying for nine to 18 year olds in between 15 to 2,500 a year uh, fees. And then at your grassroots, you know, your Saturday morning, um, dad's coaching the team type level, you're, you're paying, I think, between 300 and 500. I'm not totally across that because my son's mm. gone through the, the NPL system. So it, Okay, so when, it cost you did in the NPL system. Did it yeah. cost it cost you between say fifteen hundred and twenty five hundred? Yeah, so he's he's now in his tenth year there, and I've just paid his fees for this year. It's cost me. I, I did the figures. It's cost me twenty two grand all up to put him through the youth system. What do you get for that? Uh, shoe hire and a coke. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you get a sausage sandwich at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, what you do get is I will say this: that you get forty weeks of training three times a week a game, uh, 30 games. Now, the standard of coaching, that's another issue. That's, by the way, I'm purely saying yep. what you're getting. Um, you break it down. I've got girls who are going through dancing. It's cheaper than that. It's cheaper than swimming lessons. But that's not what football historically is meant to be about. It's meant to be a game for the people. It's meant to be affordability is one thing, but pricing people out of it is another. I can. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, through work and, and the job I have and, and the work that I do, I'm able to, to absorb that, that mm. thing. What I've got a real concern about in Australia is kids from a um, stage in life with their parents who are struggling to make ends meet, that they have to walk away from the game or go and play at a lower level, which ain't going to help their football develop, and we're going to miss out on certain players coming through and making it to the top level because they can't afford the fees between the ages of 9 and 18. That scares the life out of me in terms of football yeah. in Australia. And it's a, you know, it's a 100% valid point. It's an absolute valid point. And, and the way that, you know, the cost of living's going as well, I mean, surely, surely the game's got to do something at looking at that in particular. I mean, there are other issues, as you point mm. out, but if that's, the, if that's the key one, if that key 9 to 18 year segment is going to cost you upwards of $2,000 a year and the squeeze is being put on us left, right and centre. So what's what's the answer? How, how do you, if we take away where the funding comes from, all that kind of stuff, what's the what's the fix? Yeah, it, it's a hard one because we've been talking about this for 10, 15 years. Um, what, I mean, you look at, you break the cost down. Football Australia just takes a, a tiny little nominal fee. I think it's like $14 per player. So the money's not going to Football Australia. Is it going to the state feds? Well, they take a certain portion to put on the competitions that these kids play in. There's ground hire, there's insurance, there's council fees, there's NPL clubs. You, you pay for your gear, so you get the track suits, you get the full, you know, and the full kit and everything. So you pay for that. That's in the cost. The the one the big unanswerable for me over the time is, so, okay, sixteen kids in a team, paying you know twenty five hundred. So the yeah. coach is getting what between seven and ten grand at the club I was at. The assistant coach is getting between three and five grand per season. There's a lot of fat left on that. The big unanswerable one is how much of those fees is going back into the club to pay the first grade players. You know, your part time footballer right. who's working as a plumber or whatever like that. There's no professionals in this league, but they are getting paid. That's the big question: where how much of that money is going to those players. That's how it's structured at the moment. Does there need to be a change? I'm not sure. How can you tell those semi-professional players, by the way, kids can't afford it now. You're not getting paid anymore. So what happens to those first grade teams? So you, yeah. you're in this kind of and, almost and I like see, vortex. I see, yeah, you're in a vicious circle because I see 
what you're saying because how do you say that to those semi-professional players? But then how do you say that to parents? Hey, here's come and give us twenty five hundred bucks, and in the pot that you're giving us, you're essentially going to be we're going to be using your money mm. to help pay the semi-professional players. So I get it. it. Where does sponsorship sit in? Just a quick one because I know you got a bolt. Where does sponsorship sit in at that level? So, so what if you send your your young bloke over to a club mm. and you want him to go through that system and that club has the ability to go out and get a sponsor to cover the 40, 50 grand that you're going to make from the 16 kids at 2,500 bucks a pop. Yeah, you, you, you're not exactly at the, the top level of town. So it's a lot of local businesses and yep. you, you don't have multinational sponsoring these clubs. So that that is a difficult one that there are some clubs who do it really well with sponsors. And there is one club in Sydney, if I'm not mistaken, Dunbar Rovers. There might be others that absorb the costs through sponsorships and they do really well commercially in attracting local businesses to make sure that that cost isn't passed on to the parents. So there are examples out there, but they're few and far between. And unfortunately, I, I don't know how what the circuit breaker is, if there's a future fund that can be set up with all the money that's going to come into the game now commercially and government-wise, which a portion of it can go to helping struggling families pay for these. A lot of clubs do have situations where you can delay fees or, or they do go out and, and find... Um, sponsorships, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough ask because it's, mm. as I said, it's just this one big cycle at the moment. That 19 million that we got for making the round of 16, it helped. Uh, <laughs> I reckon 40% of that, around 40% of that goes straight to the players because of the PFA deal. Then they yeah. have the overheads of putting on the camp. So not, you know, everyone has their hand out in football and that's the, the tough ask yeah. for Football Australia at the moment to try and find a way through all these problems because you're right, at the bottom, the base level of the bottom the playing stocks, the youth playing stocks in this country, they're absorbing a lot of these costs. Mm. Interesting. Interesting debate. Good on you, mate. Thanks for explaining it all. you got a little busy uh, run ahead of your Global game tonight. Moa's Club tomorrow. Have a good one. I'm here with my man Gibbo. We're going to have a yeah. meeting after this. Oh, just have it now. I mean, just talk over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, Go for your enough. life. We have got to get... Thank you. Thank you, ADG Peacock.